Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? This is fabulous Monday morning, November 8th. We've got a lot to get into the week nine review. Week nine's done. It's in the books. And it was a very crazy week. Once again, we can't seem to get a normal week. We're just the players that are good, who have good matchups, do well. It, it, it's not working that way this season. So we've got a lot to discuss which players I'm actually worried about, which players I'm not worried about, which players I can say, hey, just just chill out. They're good. They're getting high-quality targets. They're getting high-quality receptions. The fancy points will come. Uh, Jamar Chase is, is that player I'm referencing there. But let's get straight into it. The first game we're going to talk about, Minnesota and Baltimore. Lamar Jackson came through. He was on the the, the boom list. This past week, I thought he would go off against Minnesota in a high-scoring shootout, and he did. And uh, he put up 30 fantasy points. He ran the ball lit, threw the ball pretty well, went to overtime, so that really helped him out uh, getting that extra time. He now is the number three quarterback. It hasn't really felt that way. It's been up and down. It's been inconsistent. But he's got Miami coming up next. He should be good rest of the season. I'm happy with Lamar Jackson if he's my quarterback. I'm very happy about this past week. Kirk Cousins got done as a streaming option. Uh, nothing extraordinary, but he proves that he's an inconsistent but good streaming option. And if you can line up those starts those uh, with the good matchups, you'll probably be fine. So maybe it goes against San Francisco and Detroit. I'd start him. Maybe against the, uh, the Chicago. Stuff like that. Yeah, we can start Kirk Cousins, but he is a little risky. Delvin Cook had a good game on the ground, at least... It looks like from the box score, I know most of the the yards came on one play. But he finished the game with 110 yards, three receptions for 12 yards. Didn't really result in much fantasy output because he didn't find the end zone. So that was a little disappointing. And Dalvin Cook continues to disappoint fantasy owners. He hasn't been great this year. He only has one game over 20 fantasy points. One game. And it came week six. He has not been what you hoped he'd be. He's the number 27 PPR running back right now. He gets the Chargers next, a defense that he should be able to run wild on. Green Bay, a little tougher, but then he gets San Francisco, Detroit. Those are good matchups for him. So I am a little worried about Delvin Cook just because he's been so underwhelming. But he's someone that I'm actually trying to trade for before the playoff stretch because he's been underwhelming enough. He's at a discount. And I still believe watching him play, he's a great runner. They are getting him more involved, and he has some nice, nice matchups coming up. It's what we talked about, though. After Minnesota gets a bad beat, they go back to the basics, running with Dalvin Cook and throwing to Justin Jefferson. And that's what we saw. Justin Jefferson, 69 yards and touchdown. A little disappointing that that he didn't get more targets. I mean, he hauled in almost everything thrown his way, but only three or five receptions. So five targets. Thielen got the most targets in this offense with seven. Only hauled in two. So a disappointing day for the receivers in terms of the the usage, but Jefferson scraped it out, had a good fantasy day. 
which is what fantasy owners for him needed. And Marquise Holly Brown continues to impress. Rashad Bateman continues to impress as well. Brown is a locked and loaded high, high and RB uh, wide receiver two lower and wide receiver one rest of season in my books. And Bateman is becoming a decent flex option with two back-to-back double-digit performances. Thielen, he's Adam Thielen, inconsistent, hard to trust, high upside. Devontae Freeman got it done on the ground for Baltimore. He found the end zone. He hasn't looked particularly great all year, but this year, this game, he had six yards, a carry, 13 attempts for 79 yards, found the end zone. It was a good game for Devontae Freeman. He gets Miami next. He is a decent flex option, but I'm always worried starting any of these running backs because it really is a three-headed monster with Le'Veon Bell, uh, Ricard this past week, Tyson Williams some weeks. So it's hard for me to trust anyone there, but... Uh, Freeman is the guy if you have to start one. New England and Carolina. I bet the under on Mac Jones. That turned out well. Should have also bet the under on Sam Darnold because he didn't score a whole point. He has 0.78 points. He didn't rack up one. Oh, man. He is so, 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 so bad. So bad. I, I'm very surprised that he's still starting at this point. I I don't know how much longer he has in this league. I mean... This has been such a disaster. McCaffrey came back in somehow, some way, in a game where their their offense only managed six points. Their quarterback had a fumble and three interceptions. McCaffrey managed to score 13 fantasy points. Uh, he had his four receptions for 54 yards and 14 carries for 52. I expect him to be fine against Arizona, great against Washington and Miami, then against Atlanta. He will be RB1 rest of the way as long as he is healthy. And then Damian Harris, for some reason, it went. Uh, Stevenson looked better. I mean, he averaged 6.2 yards a carry, a lot of that on chunk plays. But Damian Harris could only muster two yards a carry, which isn't really going to get done. Salvage of the day a little bit with a touchdown, but disappointing from him. No receivers had good games. At this point, I think you have to bench DJ Moore. We talked about it, actually. We, I, I was saying on the podcast, I probably wouldn't start DJ Moore because this New England Patriots defense, they have a way of locking down the number one option, and that was DJ Moore in this game, and they locked him down. Uh, so, yeah, very bad fantasy game. That game, nothing good in fantasy. Now, this one, different story. Now, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, nothing good fantasy-wise, but Nick Chubb finally returned to his his... RB1 status, 14 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns, hauled in two receptions for 26 yards, 29 fantasy point, a great game. It had been three straight weeks of disappointment. He got injured, he's gone. Pittsburgh, he put up seven points, and you're you're a little worried, and then he puts up 29. Now, I am somewhat worried about him next week because he gets New England, and like we said, New England has a way of locking down the number one option on offense, and in this offense, it's Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is the number one offensive player. You have to start him, but temper the expectations against New England. All righty. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a good game. Most of it came on a big play, a big touchdown. Um, A 60-yard touchdown. Only two other... Uh, no, only one other catch. So he's he's always a, a, a risky start. He's very big play dependent. And against New England, I'm probably not chasing those points next week. Now, Joe Mixon, he blew up. Joe Mixon is the number five 
PPR running back number three, standard running back. So I, I made him profit approved and he got that profit approved label and is running with it. As long as he's healthy, I don't see a reason why this should stop. He's got Kansas City in the, the uh, Super Bowl matchup, a good matchup for him on the ground. So I really like Joe Mixon rest of the season. I'm not expecting him to really diffuse. Uh, it won't always be 26 points or 28 points, but he should be over 18 most weeks. All righty. T Higgins was the best receiver this week. Uh, he scored 13 points. And like we said, he is a very sneaky flex option because now this is three straight 13 point performances, which if you can just plug in 13 points in your lineup, that's, that's very nice. That's very nice in relief of a bye week or something. And it hasn't, come on touchdowns that's he only has two touchdowns and they came in the first two weeks so if he can get a touchdown somewhere he could be a wide receiver too uh he gets a bye this week so he might be available to try to grab in leagues jamar chase oh no oh no he had a bad week and the week before wasn't extraordinary well the week before wasn't extraordinary uh but this week was pretty bad so are people panicking no because he's got 13 targets he had 13 targets okay Jamar Chase, 13 targets. That's all I need to know to be confident starting him and playing him. I mean, he's a very good wide receiver. He dropped a touchdown. He did drop a touchdown. There's another six, seven points in a PPR league. And then also, there were a few deep shots that went to Chase and they just didn't make it. They were just slightly overthrown right off the fingertips. And if those hit, he has, you know, a massive 30-point game. So in fantasy football, what you really have to look at is the talent and the usage because we cannot predict or control if Joe Burrow's ball is slightly overthrown one week. We just have to look at Jamar Chase and say, okay, he's extraordinarily talented. The points aren't coming, but is the usage still there? The usage is better than it's ever been. 13 targets. The points will come. Just had two down weeks. I'm not panicking at all on Jamar Chase. I'm seeing this as a great opportunity to buy him, especially... Chase owners might be looking saying, oh, no, he's got he's got Vegas next. That's not a great matchup. Pittsburgh, that looks scary. Char- I mean, his matchups don't look phenomenal rest of season. So people might be saying, oh, no, the big run, it's over. But he put up big games on good defenses before. So I'm not worried at all about Jamar Chase. All righty, Denver and Dallas. Man, Dallas looked terrible. I'm going to write this one off. I think they get right next week against Atlanta. That's a good game for them to get right. And then I think they'll be fine for Kansas City. This was just Dak Prescott was rusty. He hadn't played in a few weeks. And then that triggered a bunch of other players to bust. Ezekiel Elliott and what could have what we considered to be a smash game script for Zeke where the Dallas gets out to an early lead and then just runs it down their throat. That didn't happen. So he was underused. Pollard didn't really get much going either. And then Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, busts, busts due to Dak's rustiness. And sadly, the one guy who got the garbage time touchdowns, it couldn't have been Cooper, couldn't have been Lamb, couldn't have been Zeke. It was Turner. Yeah, Malik Turner got the two touchdowns, completely destroying this game for fantasy relevance on Dallas's side. Teddy Bridgewater had his first good game in a long time, not chasing the points. And then Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Ah, I am so, so, so annoyed about this whole situation. Melvin Gordon got 17 fantasy points, a great start, averaging 3.8 yards a carry. Meanwhile, Javante Williams... Average 6.5 yards a carry, 17 carries for 111 yards. He would have like a 35-yard run down over the one-yard line, and then they'd stick Melvin Gordon in. I don't understand it. 
it makes me so annoyed. And <laughs> Melvin Gordon keeps getting the touchdowns. It's so frustrating to me. They've got Philadelphia next, and the, then a bye, and then they get the Chargers and Kansas City and Detroit and Cincinnati and Vegas and the Chargers. It's in a beautiful schedule. But can Javante Williams get a goal line touch? Can he get one? Please, Javante. He missed on one. He had a chance to punch it in the end zone. It didn't work out. So very frustrating day. But once again, we look at the talent. We look at the usage. Javante Williams is extremely talented. And he's getting 17 carries in this game. The points, I believe, will come. Now, Melvin Gordon is also a good player to be rostering and starting right now. But Javante Williams is objectively a better player right now than Melvin Gordon. And I believe the points will come. I I just believe it. I've played fantasy long enough that that is my formula that has been successful successful for me more often than not, is talent and usage. That trumps everything. If he can just get a few more touchdown opportunities, he'll be phenomenal. That was the, the wide receivers were terrible. I mean, Tim Patrick, he got the touchdown. He got the big play. I'm not chasing those points. Jerry Judy, eh, fine game. Cortland Sutton, his his value seems to have completely disappeared with Jerry Judy returning the two games with Judy back, six points and three points. You can't drop him, but you can't start him right now. All right, Buffalo and Jacksonville. Wow. Josh Allen, eight points. Trevor Lawrence, five points. Singletary, five. Moss, no, 12. Moss, four. Carlos Hyde, five. Agnew, six. Chenault, six. Marvin Jones, six. Stefan Diggs, I guess, was fine with 14 points, but this was a horrible game for both offenses. If you're complaining about Patrick Mahomes looking bad, looking a little different this year, making bad decisions, go take a look at Josh Allen. So many boneheaded plays. And and yeah, he has such a great arm that, you know, in fantasy-wise, in terms of the record, it hasn't really shown, but he is making way more careless throws than he did last year, at least when I watch him. Now, he should be fine against the Jets, but this is a little worrisome because Josh Allen is looking for a little while. Okay, we have our quarterback one, the guy we can trust to get us 28 to 35 points a game. Smash matchup against Jacksonville, and he completely busts. Completely. So disappointing game. Not out on him, but very disappointing. It's seeming more and more like there isn't going to be a bona fide massive quarterback one. I mean, the fact that I can say, who's the, who's the number one quarterback in fantasy right now? And the average person will go, uh, is it? I mean, who knows? In terms of just points, I mean, in years past, everyone knows. Oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it's Kyler Murray. Oh, it's, it's Lamar Jackson. You know, there's just a quarterback so far ahead of everyone that has not been the case this season. Everyone is packed right in together. I believe right now the quarterback one is Tom Brady at 199 points. And then right next to him is Stafford at 196. That's a three-point difference. Number three quarterback is Jalen Hurts at 194. And then Lamar Jackson at 191. Number five is Josh Allen at 190. So the top five quarterbacks, there's a difference of nine points. That's such a small difference. It's very bizarre. We have not seen a year like this for the quarterback position in quite a while where there's just not a bona fide stud. Uh, Brady has been the closest it gets, but even he has had a few games to just really destroy your, 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 
team. Alrighty. Oh, oh, one more player. Am I worried about Stefan Diggs? He hasn't been great at all this year. I mean, it's hard to be fully confident in him, but he's seeing good volume. I still think he's talented. I think more touchdowns will come against the Jets, against Tampa Bay, Carolina coming up, New England, Atlanta. I don't know. I think that he'll be fine. But at this point, it's it's becoming fine as in he'll put up, you know, 16 points. Not fine as in he's putting up, you know, 25 points like we were seeing last year. Just a very different recipe for the Bills this year. I mean, week 16 last year, he put up 41 points. To say Stephon Diggs will have a 41-point game this year, I mean, I, I would have a hard time believing it. So his chances of becoming a top eight wide receiver rest of the season, they don't look great. Top 15, though, I, I would buy in. So I'm not all out on digs at all, but it's getting it's getting close. Houston, Miami, this is another uh, crap show. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, five points. Jacoby Brissett, seven. Miles Gaskin, I guess got it done with with 14 I mean that's all you can hope for for Miles Gaskin 1.7 yards a carry against Houston that's horrifying uh he did lose a fumble so that takes his points down from 16 to 14 probably didn't make much of a difference and against Baltimore I am probably sitting Miles Gaskin but then against the Jets I'm starting him and then Carolina I'll probably bench and then Giants I'll start him so it's kind of a flip-flop week uh, for Miles Gaskin I do still think he's a playoff savior because of those favorable matchups and he got six receptions again all righty Brandon Cooks 56 yards I still like him as a playoff savior I actually talked about on the podcast hey Tyrod Taylor and Brandon Cooks are both playoff saviors but I expect this this to be a rusty game for them both so I wasn't really in on them this week uh, Jalen Waddle, I was expecting a big game. We got the news that Tua was out. I was expecting a smaller game. He still got done 8 for 83. He is a player that I'm very interested in next year. Just, just how he has really come in here and become the number one wide receiver against Baltimore. Not super confident, but then he gets Jets, Carolina, Giants, Jets, New Orleans, Tennessee. If Tua's there, I think Jalen Waddle will be great rest of season. All righty, Atlanta, New Orleans. Please put in Taysom Hill, guys, please. Uh, Trevor Simeon, I guess he was solid. I mean, managed the game well, got them to a comeback. Uh, but but Simeon just isn't that good. He just isn't very good. And I know that Taysom Hill isn't very good, but he at least has a spark to him. He 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 creates a distraction for the defense with the running ability. Trevor Simeon is just a very subpar pocket passer. And you're not going to win games with that. Taysom Hill, you know, you got the threat of him him running. You got the threat of him, you know, ru- yeah, running. That's really his main threat. But then that opens up everything for Kamara on the, the read options, the, the RPOs. So I really think that they should go with Taysom Hill. Uh, it, it's just he seems like a much more lethal threat for this offense. I mean, Trevor Simeon against Tennessee, that's not going to work out against Buffalo, against Dallas, against Tampa Bay. They're going to lose so many games. They'll be out of the playoff race with Trevor Simeon. Taysom Hill's their only chance. He's not a great chance, but he at least provides something. Alvin Kamara proves once again that he can get it done when there's a terrible situation. Low yards per carry, it doesn't matter. He got his seven targets, four receptions for 54 yards, found the end zone, 20-point game for Kamara. He's probably my number one or number two running back rest of the season. 
For Atlanta, Cordero Patterson, he's the one I want to talk about because um, Zacchaeus, Amalade Zacchaeus, I'm not chasing the points. Russell Gage, I'm not chasing the points. Too unreliable. Cordero Patterson, though, 18 points. Again, absolute machine. Master of consistency. He's had one bad game this whole season. Gets Dallas next. They looked vulnerable with his, you know, six, seven receptions a game. I am loving Cordero Patterson. Used much more as a receiver uh, this week, too. I mean, 126 receiving yards. Got a long one to end the game. I love Patterson rest of the season. Kyle Pitts, not much going on. He hauled in a few few big plays, but overall, three for 62 on seven targets. The usage was was nice, you know, seven targets. But once again, I don't think he's ready to be their main wide receiver option. So not super high on him rest of the season at this point. Vegas Giants. Vegas choked this game away. Derek Carr with a last-second fumble. Terrible fantasy performance. Daniel Jones, terrible fantasy performance again. This man fumbles the ball so many times. Man alive. It's very bizarre how bad his ball security is. Kenyon Drake, though, he got it done, and so did Josh Jacobs. That's what we talked about on the starts and sits. I like them both this week. I think they're going to really rely on those two runners because they lost uh, uh, Henry Ruggs, and I think Drake will see an uptick in the receiving role, which he did, eight, uh, six of eight for 70 yards, and Josh Jacobs looked good on the ground as well and had some receiving work. So I like those two as RB2s, RB3 flex plays rest of season. Devontae Booker, as long as Saquon is gone, which it doesn't look like much longer, he is a good start. And honestly... Uh, he's a good player. He's a good player. Let's give him credit. He is a good player. Uh, but he probably won't really be here much longer because they got the bye week. And then I expect Saquon back against Tampa Bay the next week. Hunter Renfro got it done. He seems to be the main wide receiver now with rugs gone. He's really the only one who, who's been seeing consistent volume and who's produced with it. Uh, Darren Waller finally got back on track 92 yards. I expect with rugs back Waller to get an uptick in work again. And then Kenny Galli, Kadarius Tony. I don't know what's going on here. What? Why did Kadarius Tony only play fifty five percent of the snaps? One target. Just terrible coaching, terrible quarterbacking. This offense is a disaster. They got bailed out by a Derek Carr fumble. Chargers, Philly. Herbert blew up. He was also on the boom list this past week with a starts and sits, 356 and two, and then another on the ground. He got it done against Philadelphia, got the win, gets Minnesota. I like him rest of season. He had some bad games, but you know, he's he's always been a good fancy option, really. And then Jalen Hurts, not a spectacular, but much better than week eight. He got 16 points. It didn't win you weeks, didn't lose you weeks, though. Uh, thank goodness for the rushing. I mean, 10 for 62. Otherwise, he would have had 10 points without that rushing ability. He's looked so much better as a quarterback uh, in the past few weeks when they get this run game going. He's actually looking good. He missed a few throws, but overall, he looked a lot better connected with Smith on a you know big shot downfield. It was a perfect pass. So Jalen Hurts, I mean, I like what they're doing. And against Denver, I feel like he could he could scrape out a win. New Orleans, I think they lose, but then Giants and Jets, I think they can win. I think they keep Jalen Hurts in the game. He's playing well enough in real life. It hasn't been resulting in the big fantasy games, but you know, he's I'm still starting Jalen Hurts everywhere I got him. And I think that I think that the fantasy production will come back a bit more uh with against Denver and New Orleans. I think they'll have to run him a little bit more near the goal line. They'll have to get a little more creative. Austin Eckler looked good, didn't do much for fantasy. I'm not worried about it though. Uh, Jordan Howard seemed to be the main runner. He was pretty good. He's Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard is always the same. He has been since 
2016 when he played for the Bears. He just, you know, ground and pound. It's kind of ugly, but gets the job done. Um, I would expect, what's his face? Well, no, he won't be back next week, I don't think. Uh, whenever Miles Sanders comes back, I would expect him to take this role back and see quite a bit more volume than he was seeing previously. And I that's why he was a playoff savior. I really like Miles Sanders rest of season, seeing the usage that these runners are getting. Keenan Allen exploded with, you know, 12 receptions for 104 yards. He hasn't been spectacular, hasn't done anything downfield, only two touchdowns on the season, but lately he's been seeing a lot of volume 11 targets, 13 targets against Minnesota. I would honestly expect that to continue. And if he can keep seeing that volume, it doesn't really matter how big the players are. In PPR leagues, he'll be a wide receiver one. Mike Williams, for some reason, seeing no volume recently. I, I, it just dropped off after he put up 36 points against Cleveland. We've seen four, three, seven. I don't really get it. I don't really understand why they stopped throwing him the ball. Uh, but until they do, I don't think we can start Mike Williams. Devontae Smith... Now that everyone had him on their bench, he blew up again. Uh, he looked good. He looked very good in this game. He kind of he, he put to shame some of the the drops. He'd been dropping balls. He finally uh, caught them all, basically, and he connected with Hertz on a big touchdown. And against Denver, if Sertain is out, I, I kind of like Smith a little bit. I kind of like him. We'll talk about that later this week, but keep an eye on Sertain, that injury news. All righty. Kansas City... <sighs> Green Bay, another terrible fantasy game. I mean, this week was terrible for fantasy. There were so many... I mean, this game, just everyone was rendered useless pretty much. Mahomes, 10 points. I mean, what is going on there? They had a free play and he threw a pick and I saw on TikTok, it was like the elite ball placement meme. Everyone's like, oh, it's a free play, so it didn't matter. Yes, but if you go back and watch that, I think it was Nicole Hardman had a guy beat over top. It was a free play that should have been a touchdown. Instead, it was just such a horrible pass. He, he is overthrowing, underthrowing. Patrick Mahomes does not look good. I mean, this is three straight horrible fantasy games. Five points, 13 points, 10 points. And it's hard to keep starting him. I'm panicking about him. We'll talk about it later in the week. But my goodness, if you've got Mahomes, you should be looking for some more options. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, neither of them did much. I mean, Aaron Jones, at this point, he's probably your, your RB1, and he's been so inconsistent this year. But the touchdown upside is there, so you got to keep starting him. But man, this is frustrating. A lot's been game script. I mean, they lost uh, they lost all the receivers, so they had to do a ground and pound with Dillon and Jones, and then now, now they lose Rodgers. So this has been a weird year for the Packers' offense. Damian Williams... Jarek McKinnon, not much. I'm not chasing points there. Devontae Adams somehow managed 10 points. Uh, he somehow scraped out 10 points. Ty Tyreek Hill, only seven. See, this is this is the thing. It's Devontae Adams. Okay, bad game, but he lost Rodgers. Tyreek Hill, seven, but he had... The, their offense was intact, so this is frustrating. Just the inconsistency from this offense. And Patrick Mahomes' inability to throw. Kelsey... Luckily, got it done. We were predicting that on the, the Starts and Sits podcast. I was predicting a bigger game from Kelsey, but it's just tricky having faith in him. Just tricky having faith in any of these options, given the way Mahomes is playing. All right, Arizona, Cole McCoy, 16 points. Jimmy Garoppolo, 19. Why is Jimmy Garoppolo still starting? He can't even do garbage time properly. He got beaten up. He and Shanahan got their butts kicked against Arizona's JV team. Colt McCoy, Chase Edmonds was injured, so it was Eno Benjamin and James Conner. No Hopkins, so it was Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore and 
and Anton Wesley, and they got manhandled 31-17. James Conner destroyed them. I mean, he put up 39 points, 96 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and then 77 in a touchdown through the air. He gets Carolina. I'm starting him. I don't think it'll be 39 points, but I'm starting him at this point, especially with Chase Edmonds sideline for four to six weeks. James Conner, very solid RB2 rest of the season. Christian Kirk is what we expected without Hopkins there. Same with, so, so was Rondell Moore. Not many big plays, just kind of a game-managed game, and, and I like Kirk. Uh, Ayuk really is the main storyline. He actually had a good game. He looked dominant. Debo was a little limited, but uh, Ayuk, he saw you know six to eight for 89 and a touchdown. And that was after the fumble. So after the fumble, they went back to him in the end zone and he, I mean, ripped the ball out of a guy's hands. So this has been two solid weeks for Ayuk. 10, 17. Unfortunately, he gets the Rams, but then Jacksonville. Keep an eye on Ayuk. I'm not, I'm not starting him everywhere I have him, but I am continuing to roster him. And then George Kittle's back. And when he's back and playing, he's a must start. Most people didn't realize he was even back because he was on IR in fantasy format leagues. Like, up until kickoff, basically. So that was a little annoying. But when I, you, uh, when I, Kittle's playing, must start. And then, hey, go pl- go grab Arizona Cardinals defense. I know they had negative... Uh, I know, well, no, they actually did very well this week. Uh, but Carolina coming up next. So very excited about that. And then Tennessee and the Rams. Stafford didn't look good. Michelle Henderson didn't look good. Cup somehow got it done. So did Robert Woods. A lot in garbage time. This Tennessee offense, we got to give some credit to Tannehill. He, he's really good quarterback. Peterson, McNichols split pretty much. Neither of them looked very good. A.J. Brown didn't look very good. This, this wasn't a very high output game for the offenses. There were some pick sixes, basically. So that's why the to- scoring was a lot higher. But in real life, there was very little on the offensive side. This just kind of showed how good Cooper Cup is, how dominant he is at the position. that He put up 21 points uh, in a game where... Stafford in the Rams just got completely scorched. So love Cup, love Woods rest of the season. I'm not really overreacting to this game. Uh, I think Tennessee is a really solid team. Fantasy-wise, this isn't changing my mind about Brown or Jones or anything here. Uh, I think that Peterson might be pretty good. Rest of the season, this was a tough matchup to start. I don't like him against New Orleans, but then against Houston, I don't know. We'll talk about that more later in this week. That's uh, Neither of them look good. I'll have to go back and kind of watch... The actual tape stuff to see is, is is there, you know, another story. But just watching the game, none of the running backs look good. So we'll get into that later. But overall, another bizarre week of fantasy. You know, so many players that were drafted high just have not performed well. And it's very frustrating. But but remember when you're trying to look at your lineup, the talent and the opportunity, that's the things that we know. Those are the givens. That's what you have to rely on how talented a player is, and how much opportunity they're getting. The rest is so, so seemingly random. So those are the real plays that you have to pay attention to. So I go back and watch the the the, the Cincinnati side of the ball. See Jamar Chase, he wasn't bad. He just, he just, you know, missed on a few. It's It's not worrisome to me. All right, that's going to wrap up this podcast. Thank you all for listening and make sure you go drop a five-star review if you haven't on Apple Podcasts. When you do, you're automatically entered to win an awesome autographed Terry McLaurin rookie card. Excited to see him play next week. He's back after the bye, all healthy. So go drop that review and I will see you next time.